Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm it's telling you, we're not even five minutes into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. You can't Can I be t- say that yet. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Writer's House on Ringer FC. I hope everybody's safe and well. We're doing a special England squad announcement. I've been waiting so long for this. I've got Stadio in the hizzle, um, <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Musa Kwongo, Ryan, Hun. How are we doing, guys? Very well, indeed. Good vibes, good vibes. Good vibes, right? Doing all right, thanks, Ray. How are I, you? Now, you lot sound a little bit like... <laughs> Like you've you've had bad news and you're trying to not tell me about it or something. I don't know. The only bad news is I haven't had my Lebanese takeout yet. That's coming later. You haven't had that's it. That's bad news. It's coming Wait. later. So that's I'm slightly is that because was it because you're waiting on me. No, I'm just I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for all good things come to an end, man. Right at the end. So I have right, right <laughs> my evening is a crescendo. We have Righty's house, then the Lebanese, then bed. That's the perfect <laughs> end of the evening. So yeah. Can we just go into the England squad because like um it's the t- you know what people don't understand is that when you're in and around and maybe in and around it. And I was always in and around it, waiting for your name to be there. And on a few occasions, obviously your name doesn't, you're the one that they, they let go the first time, obviously that I got let go out. One was, was 92 Sweden, where if I'm going to be totally honest, it was the one, it's the one tournament that came up that I was absolutely nailed on. Gone from Palace to Arsenal, you win the golden boot, you beat everybody out of sight in respect to the goals you scored. Well, I beat Gary Lineker by the one goal, I scored a hatch on the last day of the season. But you know when you when people say, no, 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 when you go to a bigger club, you score goals, you know what I mean? That's when it happens for you, England tournaments. I didn't get picked. And even when he called me into the room, I remember when he called me into the room, Graham Taylor, um, it was literally the Goodfellas Tommy moment. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wasn't getting made, Moose. Oh, wow. Ryan, I wasn't get made. getting made. Shearer kicking the phone box though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Say, right. I miss them all. I miss them all, but that was the worst. So when you're looking at the guys and the worst thing about it is, is that when you, like even 98, when I got the, the when I tore my hamstring, mm. when he told me I'm going to play for 45 minutes, then I'll take, and I tore my hamstring on 35 minutes when I was coming off. Mm. And I remember you have to stick around the squad for like a four or five days and it's really weird because everyone knows you're kind of not involved no more. And you kind of, you're treated a little bit like, okay, well, we, we, we're actually not interested in you anymore now. Really? So Yeah, because like what happened was is that you're waiting to get the assessment. Then you have to get sent back. I knew it was going to happen. And then they're doing all their stuff because remember, you don't want, what they don't want around the squad is somebody who's devastated and you're devastated for him. Because of how it's happened. Everybody knew I was in there. I was going to be going. They knew what it meant to me. And so when that happened, the, the Glenn Odell and the guys just literally wanted to ship me out as soon as possible. And so then I remember I had to, I, I, I had to leave. But is, is, is there on. anyone like that at the moment then in the squad? Because like obviously the squad's been announced. We assume everyone's seen it. But like in the attacking position, for example, if you want to go through it, like is there anyone mm-hmm. in the attacking yeah. who, 
I mean, it's it's kind of not really like that this time, is it? Because no. Golden Boots, like the captain, yeah, with you- Harry Kane. The next, well, the only weird one I think mm. is obviously we kind of mentioned it last week on the provisional squad announcement, but like Bamford being second, yeah. second English, second top English goal scorer in the Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. not in there. But you can uh, see why the thing is that it's clearer cut. The reasons why the emissions. It's not like people looking at like there's not a like Ian Wright in '92 in this squad. If that makes sense. I mean, is there ever? Oh, there we go. Oh, you got me. Emotionally. Hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the, the, the novelty might have worn off for you, Moose. Well, go on, yeah. but, but it's Ian fucking right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Um, it's it's an it's an exciting time. But you say Bamford, but like the thing with Bamford, why Patrick might not be so disappointed about it? Obviously, he will be disappointed because he's probably come up into the league. Remember, he's coming to the league, guys. Yeah. And people are saying he won't score at this level. He's scored at this level and he's played very, very well. Yes. He's quite unlucky not to even have got a shout and had a run out with the guys and have a look. Right. You know, um, so he, he should be disappointed, but I don't think he was expecting it. The fact he's in with the conversation is amazing. Think- the fact he's in the conversation is incredible. Yeah. Mm. And that I mean, is what so he's got to take as a positive. Yeah. I mean, so the squad, the actual squad itself, um, mm. who have they got in the attacking roles? So attacking roles is... Kane, Sancho, Foden, Rashford, Sterling, Calvert-Lewin, Saka. That's I mean, brilliant. It's I, pretty handy. Can, can I be totally honest? I'm fucking gassed, right? <laughs> <laughs> With midfield, midfield to forwards. I'm not even joking, right? I think that what we're doing and what's happened in, in past history is that we really do build teams up and build up what we're capable of doing. But I think when you look at us, the forwards... And the midfield is what in respect what we what we can put out there. Average age, I think, is twenty four. The defense guys. is incredible as well. To be honest, I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going to go all out. Can I say this as well? Go on. Oh no, this squad is good enough to win the entire thing. What are I'm you telling doing? You? We're not even five minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. You can't can I be t- say that? No, but right, it is. right, good enough. Moose, I'm 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 literally on your coattails with that. I'm going to go on that ride with you. It's good enough. It's, coming home. it's good enough to win. Because yeah. for me, I think if we're going to talk about what we can put out up front for me who's your front three because I know who my front three is and it's purely on form and what the, who, who should be starting I'm not telling you so, outside. I'm not telling you outside I, of that listen can I go you, first <laughs> go on then Sancho Foden Kane is my three me too yeah that's amazing that's amazing simply because you know I, with Jay, with Jaden with Jaden Sancho kind of getting the injury and then getting back to form and you want to go into a tournament feeling like how he does. You know what I mean? Obviously, Phil Foden's a little bit disappointed because obviously they lost the Champions League, but you want to go into it in the form that he's showed. So those three for me, you know, I love that. are amazing. I, love that. I didn't even mention Grealish. Remember Grealish? Yeah, but Grealish. Oh, Jack will be fine. Jack, Jack's like a... He's a joker. Jack's like an absolute joker. It's like we said last week, right? Like being, you know, 20 minutes to go and seeing those calf muscles oh, coming God. at you. It's just like, yeah. fuck that. But like, but honestly, like with the, with the Sancho Kane thing, I know they're not identical players at all and there's a big age difference, but there are a lot of similarities, I think, in terms of skill set between Kane and Haaland. Yep. Yes. And that's why I think Sancho yes. is perfect because Sancho and Haaland are like, they, they, they just really dovetail so well. And mm-hmm. I think Kane likes to get into those little pockets on the edge of the box that Haaland does. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think the great thing about Foden and Sancho is that they can both play either flank. Yes. Chilwell is actually not again, not a million miles away in terms of skill set to Guerrero. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. And, and, sure. and also Shaw, Luke Shaw as well. I think like Luke, mm. I think the great thing about these, these left backs and right backs, like I said on Twitter, I would have liked to see more right backs, but you know. <laughs> more cowbell, <laughs> just... more cowbell. <laughs> Foden can come in and 
and, and link into. Can yeah, I just yeah. say, if you're Harry Kane, right, right now, if you're a, if you are Harry Kane going into that tournament feast, you're you're feast. laughing, bro. Harry Kane right now is smoking a cigar, being like, <laughs> "We're gonna have some fun." Lads. It's a buffet. It's it an absolute buffet. Some yeah, fun. And it, yeah, it's a feast for him. The thing that that really excites me about that front, what six, five, mm. six? No, hang on, three. If it's six, a four, three, three, eight. Eight, but I mean, in terms of the eight attackers that have gone, everyone can play a part. Yeah, yeah. Even in like, for example, if a, if there's a group game, they feel maybe some people could get rest. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is good enough in there to come in. Like Rashford is is amazing. Would be great late in games as well. Yeah, Sterling gets broken. Yeah, field, Sterling yeah. obviously. You know, I'm thinking as well, guys. I was thinking with with them guys with Sterling with his form. This, you know, what I mean, he's got what one goal in seventeen. Rashford one in sixteen. I think for them to going into this tournament as off the bench helps them and it helps us because I think that they go into that game and it doesn't quite go for them mm. with the way it's been going. I think people come on because like, especially in the, in the, in the Euros where it's so polarized, every, they're, they're on you. They're really, really on you. And I feel that them going in, they'll be going in too nervous with everything what England need to do mm. um, to, to try and, to, to try and win it, you know, because that's what we, we should be thinking. And I think them coming off the bench takes, takes the pressure off them and to just come on and, and make the impact. So you're looking at Grealish, Rashford and Sterling and Saka who could come off the bench maybe in respects yeah. of needing, um, needing creativity, needing impact. Like we didn't like, you know, we didn't like we've not had for many years, even like 96 we needed, they, he didn't even use the players that could have come on, maybe Fowler or Ferdinand or something. Mm. And I don't want to go into my story again. <laughs> but the fact, the, the fact is, is that when you look at the depth of what we've got going on up front and on the bench from an attacking point of view, as much as like, you know, like Musa says, how deep we can go, we could go, for, we could win it. We could the win it. The quality is there. The quality is I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid yeah. to say that with the, the, the ability we've got because we've got the, the, the players that will frighten teams. Obviously, we're going to get to the midfield. We're going to talk about how we then get, keep the ball when we're not used to keeping the ball against teams who want to keep the ball. Then how do we win the ball back for, off of them to release? Our, I our, think the midfield is really good, actually. I think the midfield. Uh, the, only, the only area in that squad where I have a slight, you feel everything is slightly less than an absolute elite level is perhaps the centre-back partnerships and the, and, the, and the goalkeeping situation. But even that is, I mean, that, it's all extremely good. I mean, that's me even being even vaguely critical, but I think in terms of the quality, the midfield, let's just quickly look at that. You've mm-hmm. got, for me, Mount, Bellingham, Henderson, anchoring, depending on Henderson's fitness. A three there is superb, can keep the ball, can play counter, can play through the lines, can like, regulate play. And what's exciting about the midfield as well, like you can have Grealish as an eight can tuck back in there. Yeah. You know, you, you have so many options. Foden can come as an eight. The reason why he's so exciting for me, Foden, in the last third, like Sancho is, they're actual playmakers. All three of those front three are actual playmakers and it's different to 96. They just literally go, any, in, they yeah, go anywhere and be comfortable. Ian, it's different they, to 96 because 96, you had people off the bench, but they were still just strikers. Like, Fowler's mm-hmm. amazing, could link up, but he wasn't a playmaker in the way that Kane is a playmaker. No disrespect, Fowler, mm-hmm. amazing player. This is why the front six is so exciting because there's so much fluidity there. Does that make sense, Ryan? Yeah. yeah. You know, it allows for like different systems as well, exactly. which I find really exciting. Got, it's just like, if you three, wanted to yeah. play a front three, 
or you could play a front three, but then with a number 10, then you can throw someone like Foden in at 10 totally. and add Saka or yes. add Sterling or put Grealish at 10 Grealish. and either have two holding midfielders with like Henderson and Rice if you want, yep. or Phillips. Phillips. Or, you know, if, if, if it means that you can bring Mount off the bench later in games. And obviously that depends on whether they play a back three or a back four. So I think like the great thing about this squad is for the first time in a long time, I think, and this might be a bit kind of... Um, like recency bias, but there are options mm. and all of them are like genuinely sick. Like, do you remember in like, was it 2002 when you kind of knew the starting 11? Yes. Everything else had to fit into that. Yes. yes. The, it was a good squad, but there was, st- you know, it was around that time when everyone was just like golden generation. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yes. TM. Yeah, yes. exactly. It was quite easy to figure out and they got figured out. Yes. From a system point of course, of view. Yeah, yeah. Or, yes. Um, whereas this, I think that, I actually think, I know we'll probably summarise it a little bit later, but I think Southgate has done, he's nailed it. Like, I, I agree. So. I, think, I saw that squad, I thought this was brilliant. Yeah. I saw the squad yeah. and thought the selection is superb. Mm. I was excited by it. If you think about it, it's very, very like stress-free as well. Everyone kind of got what they wanted. Yes. And deserved. Kind like, of. Yeah, yeah. I think I, like, kind really, of. there was the big whole kind of like Trent gate. Yeah. And it was like, that was like the one when like an all day today, it was like, Trent's out, Trent's yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what's happening? And that seemed to be the only mega, mega, mega contentious thing, really. Can I say something about the, the midfield in respects of, because I was looking at it and there's a, there's, there's, I wouldn't say a, there's a niceness to it. There's no oh, shit. Bellingham's not nice. Bellingham's not nice. Yeah, but the thing is, we haven't seen, um, I'm hoping that Bellingham could come in and show and do the, do the stuff. This, the right. point I was going to make is, I've, I've really felt James Ward-Prowse might have got something somewhere, but then you think, what well, for who, Ian? You agree with my my best mate at Southampton, Rob. He'll be delighted to hear you say that because he messaged me before, being like, what about James Ward-Prowse? And this is why I feel like Gareth and what he's got at his disposal, he's got the pieces, bro. Like Musa said, you know, the defensive, you know, you know whatever we say, the goalkeeper and the central, central defensive pairing is going to be integral to when, if we go deep. Because if we start going deep, then the, the top teams mm. will target our weaknesses. What are our weaknesses? Um, my, my main problem is, you know, we've got players now who can play with the ball. Like, you know, if we, I tell you, if we had this squad or the, the, in 2018, right, ready to go like this, mm. and we play Croatia, we beat Croatia. I'm telling you, we beat Croatia with this squad back, back then. I think we we beat them because we've got so much more. We're we're missing the player. What we needed was the player that can get the ball, is comfortable on the ball, and keep the ball moving for us. We've got three, two or three of those now. Foden can do that. Grealish can do that. Whether he trusts them or not, I think Mount can do that. Yes, yes. Because when I spoke to Gareth Southgate when we had to have that chat with him, he was more talking about he's not bothered about us playing out the back. He's more worried about what player is going to come to do that bit where you then start moving the ball forward and being comfortable in there to, to do it. Yeah. But that's surely up to him to give them the license. Phil coming there. Jack, if you're coming there, you know we can't lose it there. Mm. You are tasked with getting that ball into the guys who are going to cause problems. Surely you've got to let that guy go. You've got to give him the freedom to do that. Otherwise, people are going to be afraid to come into that area, get the ball, because then when you do start playing against the top teams, they will then target that player and maybe try to close him down. And if he lose the ball, then they're straight into our back. 
and then all of a sudden they might be scoring. But we're going to need to do that. Yeah. We're going to need to, at some stage, we're going to have to be brave enough to be able to, someone's got to come and get the ball and we've got to dictate the, the pace as well. Not just with the teams that, that we should be beating because we can't, I don't think that we should be doing, we should be doing the kind of, playing the kind of game where, you know, it's because it's France, because it might be Germany, because whoever it is, is better than us than winning a, like a Belgium. We've got to, how, how do we win it back? How do we win the ball back? So it's, who's pressing? And pressing properly, pressing the space is not the man because they'll just fucking pass around the men. Who's doing that pressing to make sure that we win the ball back to then let them understand, fuck me, man, England are coming differently, bro. Who's that uh, midfielder? I mean, That's what I'm worried about. I mean, first of all, can I just uh, mention like when we had to go and have a chat with Gareth Southgate, it was big like Lineker in 1990, have a word with him. Anyway. <laughs> 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 it's big Lineker, have a word with him, have a word with Gareth. But I mean, in terms of the midfield though, in terms of getting, like you were saying before about being nice, like I think Bellingham is mad spiky. Yeah, yeah. Will not be bullied by anyone. No. At all. Good temperament. Yeah, I mean, he got that one red card last season, but he w- he went toe-to-toe with Sevilla and was just not bullied by them. Mm. He wasn't bullied by City. He's brilliant against all. City. Yeah, but will he start? He won't start Bellingham. I, I'm, do you know what? I think he's been, he's, I mean, if you're putting Mount in in with the midfielders where he could play across the front three as well, but maybe mm-hmm. as like a more advanced eight, I think it's Mount Bellingham plus one. I think that, especially yeah. Based on, especially based on fitness. The fitness Rice. depend. Yeah, I mean, it depends on Rice's fitness. But even if Henderson- Surely depends on Henderson's fitness, right? Because he, he def, Henderson has been training very well, apparently the word is. Well, I so think he it, will I think, probably I, start him. Yeah, I mean, I th- and I think that's great. I think Henderson, because the thing is, like, Bellingham's been playing next to a very experienced centre midfielder all season, mm-hmm. either Thomas Delaney or Amre Chan or Axel Witzel. So he will be fine with Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect, and, yeah, in terms of the experience, the balance yeah. of play, what Henderson's done, yeah, yeah. Gareth probably recognised that. Even if you take Bellingham out and put Rice in there, it's, again, like, you can have, like, a more defensive-minded two with, like, Phillips and Rice or Phillips, Rice and Henderson, if you mm-hmm. if, you know, and, like, that's the thing, options. But I mean, do you think that Rice and Henderson will be fully fit to go for it? Well, that, that's the worry because when we look at the Phillips, Phillips, Rice and Henderson have yeah, true. had injuries leading in. Yeah. You know, so, it, you know what it will come down to as well now? Because you know the, the, the team that starts in the tournament, very rarely it's that main team that finishes it. Mm. And you can see, you, know, you never, you, you, you hope that people don't get injured. But I've, I think we're going to have, right, a couple of breakout world-class players coming from this squad. Bellingham could be one. I think Foden could be one. Sancho could be one. I think Mount could be one. You know, but we've got, we've got breakout world-class potential here. But here's the thing. One thing I, was about, I agree with you also. One I would say about breakout, one thing I'd be, these players have already bossed the Champions League late stages. They've bossed it. They're already arrived. They may be arriving for the English, but for us, certainly, we've seen Bellingham boss Champions League. Mount, obviously, everyone's seen that. And I know that there's an element that it's different when it happens for England, but what's so exciting about this team is, that's why I'm so hyped about them. A lot of them have already arrived, as far as I can see. Mm. They've done, they can all point to, a lot of these people in the last, see it, let, let's say they played like, play like a 4-3-3, for argument's sake. Mm. Of those six players in the, the, the England midfield and the England attacking tree, and also the defence, quite frankly, they can say, we have defining performances in the late stages of the Champions League. That makes sense. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to, I, I 
piggyback that point by saying, I think England are one of the teams in the tournament who have actually benefited from it being pushed back a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Great shot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think England Shout are one. Right. I think Italy are another. Actually, I think that Mancini's really got them playing mm. and um, they've got a lot younger. I think Portugal are another side who have benefited from that extra year. Mm. Um, I don't think Belgium have. I'm not sure Belgium have, and especially with like the potential injuries to like, mm. I mean, well, in terms of how Hazard's been playing this season, mm. De Bruyne getting that injury beforehand mm. with the England squad. Loads of them have been deep in Europe, whether the Champions League or the Europa League. Not the worst thing in the world to have the Euros push back a year for England. With the midfield and Mason Mount, he kind of brings something different to the rest of the midfielders. And this is why I'm, I'm devastated for Jesse mm. Lingard. Mm. And then again, you know, if, if you say that to people, then they'll say, yeah, well, in, instead of who? And, and then you think to yourself, well, this is why I suppose Gareth's doing it. And it's, it's, it's so tough because I think he has to get credit for the way he's dragged himself back. Because he has. He was, he, was, he was in limbo, man. Yeah, it's incredible. He came he back. Was, that, the fact that he's even in, yeah. again, it's like Bamford, the fact he's even in yeah. the conversation. Yeah, he's got to take that yeah. as a positive. It's huge. Message. It's hugely positive. Ian, look at it. Look, he gets an entire summer. He doesn't want a summer off at this point because he wants mm. to be there at the Euros. But Jesse Lingard was, was finished at that level. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect mm -hmm. to him in terms of how he was being talked about, right? Mm -hmm. The fact now that we're sitting here, sad for him, the fact that he pushed himself to the point, you can guarantee that there weren't many names. He was probably the first, mm -hmm. he's probably the first reserve. If someone, you know, touch with no one gets injured. Yeah. But Jesse Lingard's probably on the first reserve list if there is one. Yeah. yeah, it's a tournament experience as well. And I thought that that might have pushed it over the edge, but I think that when you look at the ability and the potential of Jude Bellingham, because let's face it, we're talking about Mason Mount being that player you can get for. Jude Bellingham could do that as well. Jude Bellingham, for me, could probably play in any position in the midfield. Anyway. Bellingham is scary. You know, the thing about Bellingham is scary is that his peak is nowhere in sight. I said this before. Mm. You look at other players yeah. that don't go to the Euros and you're like, you know how good they're going to get. I can't tell you how good Bellingham's going to get. Bellingham, aka young Socrates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> young Socrates. Without, without, yo, young, yeah. Y-U-N-G, young Socrates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That man, that is a good drill name. That is an amazing <laughs> drill name. Yeah. <laughs> That's who Bellingham is. Like, and that midfield is so exciting. Like, it sounds harsh to say it but sometimes the quality of a squad is who you leave behind what do you think mm. about him playing the warm-up game though because he's starting in Austria yeah. it doesn't make sense you're a professional you've been omitted from the squad mm. and you're starting in the game you're asking too much of that person in, from an emotional and a professional level you're asking too much and I don't see how it makes any sense Moose I need your take on it because if, if it was me I'm instantly vexed because as soon as I'm not in that squad then I want to go I, I, I want to go I agree with, I think that there needs to be a sense of you need a clean break really um, yeah. and you need to build squad bonding momentum I mean I, you know what I think about a lot I was re-watching some Spain games from the uh, pre-tournament games so I was interested in seeing how teams built what they ended up going and doing so Spain obviously won in 2012 mm. yeah. and the warm-up to 2012 oh no sorry 2010 so warm-up 2010 World Cup sorry they beat Poland 6-0 and they ironed out a lot of kinks. And NES was mind-blowing, of course. Now, of course, what happened when Poland got blown away 6-0, you then saw all the defences just sit astonishingly deep against Spain. But Spain basically needed every single bit of prep to deal with what was coming because the way that people basically closed gaps, uh, you know, you see the World Cup, for example, splits them in the first game, 
against Spain. The last game before warm-up was the Poland game, the 6-0. Then they played the game against Switzerland. Switzerland closed all the gaps, defended narrow and deep. Yeah, beat them. Right, so I suppose what I'm saying is in a long-winded way, you need to use those warm-up games to work out the kinks that are going to come at you. because people. Yeah, but Moose, yeah. a player that's not involved in That's what I mean, so you don't use Lingard in it because, yeah. no disrespect, I suppose my point is you don't use Lingard mm. because every minute from now until the tournament has to be anticipating what they're going to throw at you. Because people look at that England yeah. squad and be like, that's dangerous. If they get that clicking, we're in trouble. Yeah, but then they're also looking, Moose, right. at, because you're right, but they're, they're also looking at, okay, that's really good. Where's the weakness in that squad? The weakness in that squad is, like, for instance, Maguire is not fit. You know, Anderson, we don't know how fit he's going to be. He's been training. You're looking at the central defensive pairing, whoever it's going to be. And the DM relationship, the defensive midfield relationship with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I think if we're, if we're talking about where we're going to get hurt, mm. it, it's, prob- it's probably in and around there. I'm hoping that we can, from a defensive pivot point of view, we can stop a lot of, of, of the, the greats in, who's going to come into that area and try and do their stuff. But we're talking about having to be flawless. Or oh, just play Henderson there, flunk, flank him with right backs and left backs and just fucking chaos. <laughs> Go full Keegan ball. Because you know like, Pep would, right, would do that. Yeah, we're going to score six. We're going to score six. Like this, like this case, the season's not been chaotic enough. So I think we should yeah. go for a chaotic. Yeah, but what happened? Is he, is he going to, because I don't think, I think he wants to play 4 2 3 1 because of, I know 4 3 3 he, he likes 4 3 3. Because Maguire is not going to be fit to start, mm-hmm. is he going to play three at the back? Because I would rather him still play Stones, play. Kyle Walker next to him and play Reese James where he plays, play Luke Shaw or Chill where they play and keep that. Get the defensive solidity in front of him, in front of um, in front of Kyle Walker and that. And, you know, his pace is going to help. But you, I, I, I just think that if we start going into three and stuff like that at the back, we're just leaving too much space for people to attack. I have an issue with 43-1. I don't know if it's sufficiently fluid. I get nervous about it. When I see 43-1, I just think to myself, I don't have a problem with the defensive two. It's more like you created a block there. When you, the moment you've got like the one at top as a fixed point, you make yourself more predictable. And the beauty of a 43 is that Kane can withdraw. One of Kane's greatest strengths as a nine actually is how much he vacates positions. That's why I love about yeah, Holland. It depends on how deep he comes. Moves. But that's it. What I love about Holland, Holland vacates space really well. That's why Royce has been doing so well in recent games. Marco Royce for Dortmund. Like, so a 43-1, I just worry. Do you know what it is? I worry about the Croatia problem. You know, Croatia were like, oh yeah, we'd heard that England were really good and then we pressed them and then like it wasn't a deal for them. Like, yeah. I just worry that we'll end up in a slightly defensive crouch. Like in terms of personnel, 4-2-3-1 and 4-3-3, I think you can basically pick the same team and just have it with and without the ball. Say for argument's sake, we have Bellingham, Mount and Henderson as our three in midfield. Mm. Bellingham and Mount either side of Henderson. Mount will naturally venture a little bit further forward anyway. And without the ball, that could become like a 4 2 3 one with Mount mm. tucking in as like the slightly more advanced of Bellingham and Henderson as in a defensive sense. I think attacking wise, even if you do have four, two, three, one, it kind of becomes their four, three, three anyway. Mm. Mm. The main switch is whether they go three at the back or not, because obviously that just massively impacts everything you go yeah. forward. And I think it impacts who you pick up right back and left back as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're going for with a three, it's you definitely go with James and Chilwell, in my opinion, as the, as the wing backs. Yeah. Yeah. If we're playing a three and then you do get a Luke Shaw or, well, not even so much Reese James because he'll have 
you know, or even if it's Carl Walker, we'll have the pace. But those holes, yeah. and then with our goalkeeper, those holes what are left will be um, exploited. I think Champions League experience is essential. I have to say, if I was going to have a bias towards, if it was about fitness, I'd say, I think it's Stones, Maguire and one other, obviously. That's, a, that's, a, that's a me copping out. But if you do go with the back three, even maybe have a right centre-back. Um, I know we've had, to, you know, Walker is, uh, but then they've got Trippier as well. That's the thing. Mm. You've got, you've got, yeah. and Trippier probably is, I know Reese James was amazing and, you know, the final, but Trippier is probably your first choice right back, I would say. And kind of probably has to be at this point, just because of- I think in a, in a four- In a four, I, in a four, I would say, I would in agree. a four Trippier, in a four Trippier as a, as a right wing back, I would say it's James. I know Luke Shaw has been amazing. I'm a United fan. I still would have Chilwell as the first choice left back and left wing back, actually. You know, we shouldn't forget as well. Remember in the cup final at where Tuchel used Reese James as that right-sided of a free. Yeah. And he was unbelievable. It took a bit, it took away from Chelsea. It did take something away from Chelsea in game four because they had Aspilicueta outside him. But I saw him deal with Jamie. Jamie Vardy done nothing. Even in, even in the game, he'd he done no, he dealt with him. This, even the other day in the final, again, you're seeing Reese James dealing with the man. I'm really happy you said this, Ian, because I think Reese James is actually a better um, right centre-back than Carl Walker. Carl Walker, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that you have them and then you have Trippier high up. Trippier is, a, or, 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 even, or even like Trent, for Trent in a, yes. Trent, Trent, because you're liberate. If you have Trent Alexander-Arnold as a right wing back, that consideration, you are cooking with serious Honestly, gas. You're cooking with gas. Can I, be totally, can I be totally honest now? You know what I mean? I've taught myself kind of in and around, into it now. I'd probably, I'd probably have Reese James, probably play John Stones in the middle. Yes, yes. And, yes. and Tyron like the Mings, Thiago Silva type player of the three. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, with, with that, with, with that, that balance feels right. And then I would definitely, I'd definitely have Trent in because, right, I saw when you put in the group about, um, the Trent energy and how it was mm. going. Why would, it was so strange the way they were trying to build this real negativity about like if he was left out and he's going to be left out and everybody's going on about the right backs and this and that. But I would, I, I would have thought it's devastating for me if he, if he weren't there. I mean, there's, there's something really interesting that Gabriel Clark posted on from, I think he spoke to Gareth Southgate on ITV. And he said, um, Gareth Southgate confirms that Trent has known for a couple of weeks that he was in the England squad. I have to accept as England manager, some stories written have no truth, but it creates a bit of anxiety for the players. Yeah. First thing that struck me about that was that it was very Venger-esque. <laughs> mm, isn't it? Just being like, I'll take the heat. Don't yeah. worry about it, guys. Yeah. To reassure, yeah, great management. Yeah, yeah. That is good management. I'm just very happy to see Gareth Southgate leaning into just more right backs equals more vibes. Like, <laughs> vibe backs. Vibe That's backs. what they are, man. <laughs> I, I, I was quite excited about the England left side and the England right side, especially if Trent is playing and Luke Shaw. It's the kind of thing that Man United need that, that, that's so effective on the left side, nothing on the right. If England can get both of their sides working and you've got maybe if we played three with Reese James, Stones and Mings, Mings if it's him and then we get going. It's dangerous. Yeah. I can you see with Trent, like for me, with the clutch, he's clutch. Even if he's not playing, Trent is clutch. Barcelona, you know, 
The, the, yeah. the, you know, had to put that. He had to put that on the Divo Carigi's foot. Bam! All he had to do was put it in. To be fair, it was a good finish from him, which from Divock. You know, Palace, the clutch goal. You know, the ball in for for for, for Allison's goal. You know, to somebody who can put the ball where it needs to be. I think I said it on Righty's house. Mm. Yeah, so this yeah, is why all the time they were talking about him not being there didn't make sense. And it made perfect sense now you're saying that Gareth is known for weeks because can you really ignore that kind of talent? Can you? I mean, I think a lot of I think a lot of the talk around it were, though was assuming that they would only take three, maybe two. And I actually think if people knew that Gareth Southgate was prepared to take four right backs, nothing would have been said about it because everyone knew they would have been you in. You think, what about if there was 23, right? If it was 23, does Trent make it? Uh, I am glad that I don't have to answer exactly. that question, Ray, because it's 26. Yeah. Trent would make my 23. Do you know what happened? Yeah, but there's something else going on here, which is like the conversation stopping about tactics and selection. There was a little bit of like, there was an element of, not entirely, of course, but I think an element of it was the kind of excitement. Trent's done a lot very quickly. Mm. A long way, very far. And Liverpool have got very, very quickly, very far under Klopp. Mm. In terms of what Klopp had to turn around in a short space of time. And I think there's a little element of the full guy and Trent becoming like symbolic of something more and like, haha, like, yeah, you've gone from the Champions League to this. Like mm-hmm. there was an element, there was it's a bit of, kind of a tall, even though Trent's not a tall poppy, there was a tall poppy syndrome thing going on. And it was almost like, look at this person's career momentum being derailed. And the beauty of it is Trent never has to deal with, I won a Champions League and two years later couldn't get picked for like my own country. Yeah. That will never be a thing he has to deal with now, which is really, I'm really happy for him in that respect. Like without the centre-back um, pairings there, he couldn't play his expansive game. So it's the same as Anderson. Remember, Anderson was on his, he's his, his just inside his left as well. So when yeah. Trent went, Anderson come in, he just covered him. Anderson was out for ages. It caused, it, uh, how people would expect somebody to have the rise that he had, the, the, the elevation in his career so quickly. Mm. Um, and then you lose the calibre of players that he was playing with, like literally dropping like flies they were. How's that not going to affect you and affect your game? Totally affected his game. But then once he got himself going again, he just saw the quality again. You, it's, all the it's, levels, the same, yeah. it's the same with, with Grealish. You can't have, you can't have a, a, a talent like that when we need X Factor. When we, go, when we play in, in the, these games, and it's going to come, some of the times it's going to come down to, it's going to be the chess game. And this is what I love about, you go deep into those, comp- um, those competitions. It's like an elite chess game. Any mistake will be punished. Absolutely. And so what you need, you need to be able to throw on the chaos, you know, Moose's yeah, jacket, absolutely. the Moose's the jacket in the group. You need to throw that in. So as people say, what, what the, f- what's happened there? Because he comes on with us, it's a Sterling and Rashford if they're not starting. We're talking about game winners, man. Yeah. How can you honestly, people f- honestly think that Gareth, who, yes, he's a very defensive-minded um, coach, obviously, because he was a defensive player. But he's got players that can, in a moment, switch a game for him. He understands he's that. Also, he also understands the patterns of play going in front mm-hmm. of him because he saw it all mm-hmm. for years as a player. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That's why like defenders and midfielders make such good tactical managers a lot of the time because they see yeah. it. Like on the Trent thing, mm-hmm. the thing that's so amazing for him is that even if he doesn't start the group games, it's not a worry because as soon as it goes to knockouts, assuming England gets a knockout, which they definitely won't now have said that, it's like Ray said, you know, if it gets to crunch time, 
Trent is such an amazing option. And also, can I just say, I am all, all in on Gareth Southgate because apparently in his press conference, he said, if I could have picked a fifth right back, I probably would have done. <laughs> oh my God, an extremist. I love it. An extremist. <laughs> I know that a lot of Arsenal fans, uh, they wanted maybe, they wanted Bukayo Saka to, to maybe get a rest. But can I just say, I'm absolutely over the moon that the man's involved in this. That says so much to me about what Incredible. Gareth and what the England setup think about Bukayo Saka in being there. You know what I mean? The experience, what this will give him, you know, he's, he's got, because he's, he'd be involved with Qatar. By that time, we'll, once we win this one, then we'll go and we'll win the World Cup with some serious man. But like, Arsenal fans saying, I oh, needed a break. No, he needs this, this, for where he's going and what his ability has shown us up to this point. You know, he's been our best player, most consistent player for his age. He needs this kind of tournament. He needs to play against these players. It's the kind of, and, and be amongst these players because I think that that guy is, he's going somewhere. I remember on this podcast, I, I was getting so much stick because I call him a generation of talent. People said, he's not a generation of talent. And Bappe is, is. R9 is. For Arsenal, for us, he's a generational talent. Right? Also, just not being funny, not, let, let, let me destroy this in as well. You're telling me you put Bakayo Saka in a Champions League late stages for 20 minutes. That man will, will go supernova. He's going like, to do. He's, 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 he's extraordinary. Like people sometimes get so scared. Oh, don't rate them. No, Bukayo Saka is elite. Bukayo Saka is keeping Callum Hudson Odoi out of this conversation altogether. Wow. Like, this is the this is the thing. You take this this um, generation of attackers is so good that you hesitate for six months. You have a full step like Hudson Odoi for six months, and you're out of the conversation. That's that is how good Saka mm. is. That is how mm. good Sancho is. You know, when you mm. look at the pecking order of players we haven't even named yet, mm. right? And 2018, not naming names because we're not that kind of podcast, there were players in the, in the consideration there that aren't even on the radar now. No, bro. So when people say that Saka's not on the league of those people, well, mm, could I imagine Mbappe being decisive in the late stages? Yes. Could I imagine Saka going to Bayern uh, against, away from home in a second against Bayern Munich in Munich and scoring? Yeah, yeah I could. Mm-hmm. I could imagine him scoring in a huge game and providing a in a huge game because he's done it. Saka could do more in 15 minutes for England than most can do in 45. Yeah. I'm really excited by that. Yeah, I'm excited by the team. I think that Gareth, the way Gareth, Ryan, Gareth, he's played it beautifully. He's playing it beautifully Mm. at the moment. We're good enough to win this tournament as England. And if we get beaten, if we get knocked out, let us get beaten by the best. Mm. There's no shame in losing to Portugal. No shame in losing to to France. France in particular or Germany, you know, even the resurgent Germany now, there's no shame in any of that, but that needs to be where the conversation is. And if we get done by any of those, okay, you know what? It's been a great tournament, but make them beat us. Let's not beat ourselves. You can't look at this squad and with this young manager, with the way he's managed them up to this point, especially getting to the semifinals, people said, yeah, well, it was shit because you lot got there. You kind of went there as soon as you came to the first decent team, you went out. But with this young manager, what he's been through, the squad he's now assembled, we're going into it. We're, we're, we're at home. And also, <laughs> the semi-finals of a World Cup. Yeah. Can we just... Uh, the semi-finals of a World Cup. Of a World Thank Cup. Thank you. Of a World of Cup. A world, sorry. Of a World Cup. I just want to... <laughs> yeah. Of a fucking World Cup. Right? Cup and everyone's just like... World Cup! 
Nah, shit, mate. Yeah, well, shit, you it's like you, you, four teams on. in the world, guys. This isn't a five-a-side on a Sunday. Come on, man. Under that pressure. You know, and this is the thing as well. What's exciting about this, the golden generation was actually not a golden generation. It was three or four generations at war with each other, right? There were factions. Oh, there are no factions here. You have Reese James and Phil Foden going, you know, head to head. But those, there is a unity in that squad. Was as, the team spirit is as good as any oh. I've seen in such a long time. These are, people talk a lot about, oh, there's not enough rivalry in the game. You know what? Like, I'm all about the new footballer being friendly with an opponent the moment you step on the pitch. I'm all for the defender that clatters you and helps you up because actually, in the end of the day, it's just football. And what's so exciting about this squad is the unity. They like each other. They make me wish that they were the majority of like, you know, when I see them, I'm like, this is the best of England. When I see like mm. Mount and Grealish, yep. And, yep. see when Grealish is like, the way he talks about Kevin De Bruyne, he's so yes. humble. Like, yeah. you know, Grealish is as flash as they come. You should hear how Saka talks about Grealish. But the reason, I, this is the reason I love Grealish, right? Grealish reminds me of so many of those guys when I grew up in my neighbourhood. The local dudes, the ones that like, were the flash Harrys. Mm. But if there was ever any racism, they'd be the first across first, the bar. Yeah. Grealish has, he's such a good human being. You see him talk about, what's the word? Like, like I said, De Bruyne, go, oh, De Bruyne is amazing. The way he passes is not... Grealish and De Bruyne aren't like a thousand miles apart away. in terms no. of, they're not. Like mm -hmm. De Bruyne is better, yes, but there's humility there. And there's a kind of like, they combine the best levels of like Jack the Lad, well, quite literally mm -hmm. in Grealish's case, with mm -hmm. like the things that make me proud of England. When I watched the Olympic team in 1992, like Linford Christie and Sally Gunnell and that like yes. multiracial, I was like, people go, oh, that's not England. Well, it, it is, but it's still the minority. Yeah, and when I see these teams, I just like I wish that was the majority. I wish that yeah. was like that's the what England. The people like, in the yeah. UK, people yeah. people in Germany, when they see Brexit, they're really sad because the English people they see are the kind of Bellinghams, and the ones that go abroad and try to make a bit of a different life. Yeah. They're kind of the more like open-minded ones. Uh, yes, yes. It's, it's no coincidence that someone like Phil Foden has gone to like a multiracial environment, multi-ethnic environment, like City, and flourished because he's very at home in like. These diverse in that environment, yeah. No coincidence. Bellingham's come to Dortmund and just like Bellingham's become a fucking ultra. Bellingham's he'll have a forehead tattoo. You know, the thing, with, you know the thing with Jack. Just a quick one on Jack yes, before we yeah. go is um yeah of course. I remember yeah. I was um I was in a pub in Surrey, mm. and um you know some people came over and they saw me. The, the, the little boy came over and saw me. He's wearing an Aston Villa shirt. Wow. And I was talking to him. You know what I mean? His mum's a photographer. I follow her now on Instagram, and um he was saying that um oh he said um. Talking about Aston Villa, I said, "How come you support Aston Villa?" He says, "I just like Aston Villa and I like Jack Grealish." And I said, "You live here? How come you support?" He said, "Because I like Jack Grealish and this and that." I sent Jack Grealish a message on Instagram saying, "Jack, I'm sitting in the middle of Surrey, right, and there's a little kid here, and you are his favorite player." And you know something? Where you know when people say like, "I don't," um, I didn't tell the kid I was doing it, but you know when people say, "I don't want to bother you like this and that," but you know in that moment, I just yeah. felt. If I, I can actually get Jack Grealish to send this guy a message. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I sent Jack a message and they were, I think they were with England at the time or something. You know, in within five minutes, he sent a message. I told him the little boy's name. He sent the message to the guy. It was like, honestly, it was just, you know, when oh you, my I was warm. God. I was, I was roasting inside with, with just yeah. joy for the little kid. You should have seen us. I, I gave him the phone, let him listen to Jack Grealish like tell him this message and like, thanks for supporting the Villa for this and that within five minutes, man. Amazing. Wow. Honestly, Amazing. I was just, I was, you know, it made me, I was buzzing all day. 
Yeah, I, I love. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. Oh, I love Jack Grealish. He's a special, special one. Honestly, can I just uh, say one thing before we get kicked out? Go on. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> someone, someone wants to make an appearance. Who's that? Who's that? Before. <laughs> <laughs> Rilo Ren. <laughs> Rilo Ren. <laughs> I see you could deliver your takes on the England squad. <laughs> I have one, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> Gareth Southgate, I summon you to add more right backs, <laughs> as many right backs as possible. <laughs> Thanks, Rilo. That is awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Different. That's awesome. It always comes from nowhere. Man, that guy's so rude. He just barges in. Rilo. Drops the tape. I love Rilo, Rilo man. Rilo's I'm surprised. Look how long I've, Rilo's not been involved, man. Waited like, to grace us. Moose, we've got to mention striking out today because it's... Um... Cover launch, yeah. Official launch of the cover. So yeah, the book is coming out. So striking out is the book, obviously, you and I are working on. Um, it's coming out, Scholastic. It's the story, follows the story of the amazing Jerome Jackson, who is struggling to make it as a football until he encounters <laughs> a former Arsenal striker. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's really exciting. People go like, what's the book like? I was like, well, imagine if like Bennett like Beckham, you actually got to meet Beckham um, and Beckham actually helped. Imagine if Beckham actually helped, you know, those players on their way. Um, so that's the, that's the book and the cover beautifully designed by Benjamin Wachenji mm. is coming out today. So we hope you enjoy you know, it. It's been like Can I just say about yeah. it as well, Moose? It's, um, I, because there's, there's football stories out there and there's stories out there. It's, it's, it just rolled into one, you know, it's, I, I really do. I really do hope people enjoy, enjoy reading it because it's a lot deeper than just people. I'm so excited Absolutely. by it. And actually the, the best review I've got so far of it, um, obviously got up some initial readers. Mm. Abby, um, who obviously represents me, uh, her 10 year old was reading right. it and was like, oh, like that's the test. That like the 10 year old was like, like that was the one. Yeah. And he was like, well into it. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one. This is the one. I'm like, good. 10 year old likes it. I do, what, 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 I do, what I would say without giving anything away is, is that people, it's the journey is what the journey is and you're, and, and you're living it every minute. You know what I mean? You're trying to yeah. get to somewhere, but you're living it every minute. You don't know that when the dark times and that, when they come and when things happen, that you're going to get out. You don't know when it's going to, you don't know when it's going to stop. You don't know if you're going to get the opportunity. You don't know what's going to happen. And that yeah. is what I love yeah. about it. You've captured that beautifully. Captured that. Oh, captured it's a pleasure. That. Well, listen, you know, it's been a pleasure working no, it's with it. It's been a real pleasure. Pleasure's mine. Thank you so Pleasure's much. Mine. And on that, I have to say, guys, it's time to leave the yard. Until next time. Next week, Indeed. man, we're doing a, we're doing a review. Week. We're doing a preview, aren't we? Have fun on the telly. Well, on the, yeah, I'm on the television. I'll speak to you soon, guys. I can't wait. Much I'm love, really, man. Take care. Honestly, that can I just say, I am majorly excited about this and I don't care. I'm going to get a lot of stick with people saying about the jingoistic vibe, but this, this is England. It's a tournament. We're at home and we've got fucking great players. So there you go. He's an old, you're an ultra, man. It's true, I'm an ultra. I'm an ultra. Yeah. Lean into it. See you next week, fellas. See you later, man. Take care. So that was it. That's uh, Righty's House Um, on our England edition, I should say. You know, very excited. You know, so I get very, I don't know, sometimes, like even now, my mouth gets dry and everything. Speaking about England, getting into England tournament vibe because it means the whole world to me. So to be able to be on television talking about it, to be able to do the podcast talking about it, very, very infused. So um, hopefully you enjoyed that 
that episode we'll be doing more during the Euros but until then guys be safe and um, what can I say Bucks come on England <laughs>